0: Well, hello boys. Good evening. Well, hello. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> wow. Coming at you in stunning audio and stunning
1: HD video. Mm, this is the You Should Check It Out podcast. Yeah, it is. Hopefully, yeah.
0: <laughs> Great to see you guys tonight.
1: Indeed. Yeah, you too. How you doing, Jay? You
0: know, I'm doing actually pretty well. It was a it, it was an intense Monday. <laughs> it was an intense month. Just one of those Mondays where everyone just came out of the gate, just firing. Like everyone uh, was just waiting like, over the like weekend. Is this like multiple worlds, or is this like all work? This is all work. Gotcha. Okay. This is all work. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I had a great weekend. I'll get into that a little bit later. But cool. I, it just as soon as you know, I I punched the clock this mm-hmm. morning. Everyone was just ready. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, bam ready.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's, that's uh, when you
0: put your John hat on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Take off the J hat. Take yep. off the J sleeping pajamas put on mm-hmm. the John hat. It's time mm-hmm. to go to work. Yeah, time put on
1: some work. real pants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I work from home, so it's still PJs. So. All right.
2: Oh. Well, that's, yeah. that's, right. A, that's acceptable. Bro. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nick, what's up, buddy?
3: How you doing? Uh, doing well. Doing well. I'm doing very well. Started a new job today, actually. So that was, that was cool. Wow. That's right. That Got was to today. It was. <laughs> cool, yeah. man. Hey. So that was good. That was good. Thank you. Bravo. Whew. The crowd loves it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I've spent the uh, the last uh, three years doing doing like marketing stuff with my good friend Katie, and uh, and it was it was the right move, and some i uh, doing some work over at Goodwill. It's really cool. So I'm happy Sweet. about that.
0: Yep. Well, congratulations. And I know man. we
3: rarely talk about. I, I rarely talk about stuff like that off, off on the podcast, but
0: this is true. This is a rare moment. I know. I know. Nick Usually
3: keep pulling keep this stuff the, out. Uh, yep. Delay. He's very
1: he's very professional.
3: <laughs> well, you know, we're here to talk about
1: music. Right. We so. typically are. Really? I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's man. what
3: that's what my memo said. I don't know. Right on. Well, I'm glad so to hear.
0: It, yeah.
1: The first day went well. I meant to
0: ask you about that. It did. It did. It great. did.
1: Greg. Greg, how are you, know, buddy? I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm a little uh, tired, but it, I had a great weekend with. Okay. Uh, you know who? The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. <gasps> there <you laughs> are. we are, <want>
0: Chili oh. Willy. We want Chili willy. Jeremy, yeah. Like three mm-hmm. weeks in a row, we've had it before the end. Right. Right.
3: It's
1: yeah. so great. Yeah. Well, that's, that, we've been playing a lot. and uh, But this particular weekend, I had been really looking forward to since last year. This particular weekend in February, where we play two knitting factory venues. And um, if you never heard of knitting factory, I'm, I'm guessing maybe you guys have. It was like a, I sure. think it was in Brooklyn, was the original mm-hmm. one. And now. Sort of similar to like House of Blues or Brooklyn Bowl. There's like franchises now popping up in different parts of the country. Right. And because it's kind of under this bigger umbrella of venues, you have stronger everything, cool. right um, than than we're used to at least. And so their promotional game is great, and they are they cultivated these communities. And so the ones we played this weekend were in the first one was in Spokane. Washington and nice. the second one was in Boise Idaho and it's about a six or seven hour drive, and it's like five or six hour drive between them which is you know that's about as long as we like to go in a day sure sure you know so we just played those two shows Friday and Saturday night and they were both amazing shows like I just awesome. on you know it was it was fun it's it, it's kind of a lot because it's just this condensed like okay here we go we're gonna we're just we gotta get in there and just crush them you know but yeah. Um they treat us super well and uh it was it was a lot of fun and it was a very successful weekend for the band. Nice. So Excellent. Yeah, so we're definitely cool. yeah, yeah. And then we're also we're, we're heading to Austin on Thursday to play Antones. Um That's right. And uh it's it's pretty much sold out. So I'm just like, well, Woo-hoo. here we go. Like, you know, there's definitely a lot of uh good stuff Dang, happening so far if you You've know been but having it's, it's, a
0: really it's, good like concert off season
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's
0: also stay, i mean
3: you stay busy through the winter though right i mean yeah
1: oh yeah 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 there's it has not it has not felt like much of an off season but yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah it's it's You've it's had a it's, lot of pre-season tourneys yeah yeah to get ready for the it's just cool because you know these are these are things that we're not just like suddenly going to austin this is like the seventh or eighth time we've gone right. to Austin you know and right. the yeah. first few times were not like this you know it, we weren't walking into a situation where it's, all the tickets had been sold Right, it, it's just it's just one of those things where you know it just takes a lot of perseverance and a lot of time and some you know you can't get too down if the anyway I don't mean to get into all that but you can see why no, it's great, you can understand why you know it's one of those things where it's like oh okay the risk's paid off you know and yeah, um, totally, and so we're gonna have fun uh, in Texas this uh, weekend, uh, Austin, Ooh, and then beautiful. there's a festival called Sombrero Fest in Brownsville, and then we're playing in Corpus Christi at a place called House right. of Rock. So if you live right. in any are of those, are you areas, the
3: band required? Go Horn Frog. You have to wear right. sombreros. Or I mean, I am.
1: The- I, I'm going to be demanding one. Yeah. It's on the. You know,
3: can it, can that fit on the overhead? <laughs> the proper yeah. sombrero. You gotta. You gotta put. You gotta check that.
1: That's true. Right. Well, no, no, no. I expect them to provide one.
3: Oh, oh okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, nice. It's on the rider.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, ne- actually, we 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 always have tequila on our rider. And uh, the guy wrote back and was like, Oh, tequila. I love tequila too. I might bring some really nice tequila. <laughs> we're like, <Huh>. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> Don't forget the like, sombrero. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. As long as you remember the sombrero, then we're good. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's that. That's what's going on. I'm a little, you know. The travel is you know, it gets That's to a you lot. It's a, a lot
3: to pack in a weekend.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah. And there's definitely like little problems, little fires that get put out, but you know, you get you, you get to a point where the machine is well oiled and you just kind of figure it out and keep going. And uh shout out to the to the band Crush the Monster. They opened up for us. You, this is a band that I I know if you guys saw this band play. An R. E. M. No. <laughs> That's funny though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I Orange get it, it. <laughs> crush. The Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Crush the Monster. I guess they're Boise-based, but uh, it's two drummers um, mm-hmm. do, doing some cool rocking stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, nice. it, it, and they're young kids, you know, And I, but I told them, uh, you know, second time they've opened for us, I told them, like, I wouldn't be surprised if something, you know, if you guys got to do this it's just two drummers no 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 I'm sorry it's, it's, a, it's, it's like a regular they have two drummers uh, but okay. it's, it's, right. it's, a, it's a kind of a traditional rock band in the in, in the other sense um, but what's rad about their setup even though it's a little bit of a logistical problem for us when we're, we're using their gear is that they're uh, they have two drummers that are basically in the front and center of the stage and they're facing each other okay. uh, and the other guys play around that in fact wow. the front man is kind of on the drum riser you know, in in the center, huh. so it's, it's it's a little bit unusual, but it's yeah, you know, it's it's striking, and the, and they're good. I mean, their songs are good. They're great players. They're they're bringing in a cool, you know, garage rock kind of influence, but it's really groovy, you know, kind of like a heavier Black Keys type of thing. Nice, I would say. Nice. Um. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, I think that's cool. all I got to say about that for now. But uh, yeah, I've been looking forward to to catching up with you guys. So. Sweet. Why don't we get into it? I, before we get started, before yeah. we get started, I, f- I almost forgot to
0: mention, <clears throat> I spent the weekend, I spent Sunday recording with Friend of the Pod, Pete yes, yes, yeah. You did. Oh. He's been, he's how did been that, asking me to, for like I a year to straight. I you how that went. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he, he lives down in close to La Plata, Maryland. Right. Which right. Which is almost two hours away from my house. Goodness. Um, it's, it's, it's a hike, but totally worth the trip because keith texted me at like i had to leave at like eight that morning we were Mm -hmm. trying to record like two songs that day and i knew i was gonna it was gonna take pretty much the whole day to do that yeah he texted me at like eight that morning as i was getting in my car he just texted me a picture of two full racks of ribs oh my god on the smoker by the time i got there they were already like filling the house with the their beautiful mm, aroma amazing um nice breakfast ribs. he's got an incredible place it's right on the chesapeake bay it's absolutely gorgeous and he's got a really cool setup and of course his
1: two hundred thousand guitars down in his basement oh yeah. my god um, i'm I, ready to go I, I, yeah i'm in the market for a specific thing and i need to hit him up and just yeah. be like, do you yeah, have that because if you have that can i have it you if know he doesn't like for have like it he'll one. have it for you in a day mm. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> that's the Keith. No, like yeah, that. no, he's serious, man. Shout out to Keith.
0: Yeah. yeah that's awesome. So it was, so it was so a That good was time? a lot of fun. We got we got it was a great time. We got both tracks down. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, we had a great time. So yeah. Maybe we'll uh
1: play those for you someday. Yeah. Okay. Is that's it so like cool. Van Halen influenced or like what's up what's up with this uh what kind of tracks? Well, you, well, they, you, they're covered
0: cover, they're cover tunes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cover gotcha, gotcha. So we just We're picked two cover tunes from bands from the nineties and uh knocked them out and sound pretty good. Nice. Leave it at that for now. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to hear him.
3: All right. Cool. Potential games. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <All right. laughs>
0: exactly, you got it. All right. Cool. Thank you again to Keith and uh
1: let's get this bad boy started. We probably should. Yeah. Yes. It's about that time. Okay. All right. You should you check it? It? Uh, yes, that's right. You're tuned
0: in. You should check it out. Smoking, cooking, and strutting since uh, 2018. Uh, we're glad to be here with you on this beautiful Thursday. My name is Jay. I'm Nick, and I'm Greg. Great to be here with you for episode 185 of the You Should Check It Out podcast. Ooh. We have a very wow. jazzy show for you tonight. I think so? Indeed. I think all of us have pooled our collective jazz roots into something kind of special. Not that we're all talking about jazz in particular, but no. each of us are jazz. Influenced,
1: yeah, yeah, love it. All right. Yeah, and it's it's funny because you know we don't we never talk about the, I mean, sometimes we do themed episodes, but we didn't talk about this at all. Today. We did not talk about this. This stars is an aligned. organic, stars organic. Aligned. Yeah, <laughs> stars aligned exactly. Right so on. let's get it kicked off, Mr. Greg. What's up for us? Oh man, well I had it in, an, and uh, you know, aside from all the the gigs and the traveling and all that, what else had, are you up to? This there weekend? was a funny little moment that I happened, and I want to talk to you about it. And it has to do with somebody that I find very interesting, uh, a great musician, the, the fantastic Ornette Coleman.
2: Mm. Mm. Um,
1: so yeah. you know, if, if, if you're not familiar with Ornette Coleman, I'm just going to give very briefly a quick little summary. You know, he's kind of credited with uh, creating what's known as free jazz in the um, 60s and okay. um, carrying it through to modern times. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of splitting the jazz community, if you will, between people who are like, "This guy's a fraud," and "This guy's a genius," right? Yeah. And so, it kind of
0: came around at that time, that pivotal
1: time, where it kind of switched from
0: the older style to what people were pushing as the newer style,
1: right? Right. Right. Just more free. Uh, by by this point, jazz had become very structured, and he just his goal was to break all those structures and just do yeah. something very uh, primal. So. Here's an example of that. This is from his classic album, The Shape of Jazz to Come. This song is called Eventually. <laughs>
0: This is funny. Speaking of organic, this is crazy, and I swear this is true. This morning, you know, it's President's Day. We're recording this on Monday on President's Mm -hmm. Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, the wife and the kids were all off of school. Mm -hmm. And I work from home, and I'm upstairs, and they were getting a little bit rowdy. (laughs) And I'm trying to, like I said, everyone was coming in guns blaring Monday morning. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, right. Uh, I I don't have the option to just pick up and move somewhere else. Mm -mm. I'm there. So I'm like, what's some music that I would really enjoy, but no one else in the house would enjoy? And I I went to Ornette Coleman. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the things he's good for.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, so you,
3: you, you blast that or something like that. That just then they go outside. No, just
0: just on in the background, just <laughs> yeah. enough. People are like because so, if you blast it, then it's like obvious that you're trying to get them out of. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. 10 minutes later,
0: we're going to go on a walk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Huh? You, you, you turn it down just a little bit to like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you turn yeah. it back up. A oh, bit. sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I'll be here. Yeah, man. Well, hey, look, Ornette, so much. Yeah. Exa- well, so you, you actually kind of, that's a perfect transition, Jay, because what i am the There's story the I'm about to tell you is kind of, it's based on that th- uh, on that exact thing of like, what would be perfect right now? and I don't know what it was, but it was some day last week, I guess it was Wednesday or Thursday, maybe Thursday, Thursday, and uh, I guess I'd just gotten done teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'd give online guitar classes or whatever, and I was like, "All right, well, it's kind of like a happy hour vibe here, you know? It's like 5 or 6 in the afternoon, uh, early evening. I'm about to just, I know I'm staying at home because I have a kind of early flight, not super early, the next day. I was like, I'm gonna like, relax, have a good dinner, wind down, do a little packing and then, you know. And so I was yeah. getting but but I don't want to you know, I was try, I was trying maybe not to ramp up too much, but I did want to keep s- some stimulation going, right? So I put <laughs> on right. some Ornette. And I have some I have a, a couple of albums of his on vinyl. I have that one The Shape of Jazz to Come. Nice. And I also have another one called Ornette with an exclamation mark. And I put that right. one on. And as I put it on, I realized I was like, man, this is so great. And uh Kaz was here, you know, and she was making some dinner, and I said, "You know, you, have you heard of this guy before?" Because you know, she's got like a background in uh, experimental theater, and stuff. you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you, these yeah. things kind of uh, overlap. Sure, free does and and, yeah. and so I was, I, I pulled up his Wikipedia page, just to kind of you know inform myself because I, I know his story generally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sure, you know so, some of the. But things. if any questions come up, you want well, to be I ready. just kind of wanted to, to just to peek at it, right. And so I pull up his Wikipedia page, and right away at the beginning it says he was dismissed from from jazz band in Fort Worth in his hometown for improvising. And I, <laughs> you know, when he was a That's kid, he like he, sh- he showed up to this jazz ensemble and he was like improvising, and they were like, "You got to get out of here," <laughs> right? Not a jazz
0: band, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm thinking to myself, "Hey, wait a minute, isn't that what happens to?" Uh, Lisa Simpson, in this, hmm. <laughs> in the intro to our, funny, our so our, our, you took
3: it back to the Simpsons. That's very. That's that never happened. It's
1: true. I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in this case, I, in this case, I mean, come on, that's pretty, pretty on the nose. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's in every intro. It's in every intro that we've watched since we first saw the show yep. when we were like eight years old or whatever.
3: Yep, you're right. You're okay? right.
1: And the first time you're I right. saw it, I thought it was funny. But then it stops mm-hmm. being this funny moment. Yeah, you know, in, in the case of, in the sense of. It's a, something that you know is coming. But what's yeah. cool is that every time, every episode, it's a different sax break. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I mean, did, sure. I mean, go watch The Simpsons for Christ's sake. But I'm sure you <laughs> probably have an idea of what I'm talking about, where, you know, Lisa's uh, playing with her school jazz band. And then the band stops and she's still playing and she's kind of usually ripping some kind of jazz yes. sax melody. Of course. And the of course. band director gets mad and points to the door and she leaves and she's still playing saxophone as she leaves. And then the yeah. song continues, mm-hmm. right? So, I had this uh, image in my head, and I was like, "That would make an amazing meme, <sighs> mm. right?" And so I said, "And and now I'm not good at Photoshop. I'm so good you at asked picturing g- GPT to make you a meme. I at, no, I did not ask Chat. <laughs> GPT. It's, it's, actually, I asked, it's actually Dolly. Is what that's called? Casps, the good. analog version. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 she, she's she's brilliant with that stuff. So I said. I said, hey, listen. Here, here's my vision. Could you do, could you, like, let, let's, hey, I, 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 I said, hey, can, how about a little art project? I've got, an, I've got an idea. <laughs> it's going to take like 15 minutes, you yeah. know? And she, and she, she kind of got the gist, but she was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm just downloading all these like, you know, different little pictures that I think, you know, I'm trying to find like the Simpsons, you know, moment, <laughs> you, you know, and then I'm finding pictures of Ornette Coleman and I'm like, all right, now put Ornette on Lisa and then like put the you know and, and like I'm screenshotting the Wikipedia article and like highlighting the okay so we make this <laughs> meme and I'm looking at this meme and I'm like this is my masterpiece I don't know no, this, this is, is just, it this, this is amazing this could be the
3: climate this could be the peak this, is,
1: this might be the greatest accomplishment of my life and oh, I, every goodness. time I look at it I start dying laughing because it's Ornette Coleman he's got these little Lisa Simpson legs uh huh and <laughs> the picture
0: the picture of Ornette
1: is perfect yes I have to well say. there's two of them I mean, there's the one of him like, like the, the one when he w- yeah exactly and then the yeah. one where he's leaving where he's like smiling <laughs> yeah like, yes yeah. thank you yeah. I definitely was pr- was very yeah that was a- and Kaz kind of had it like so that it was coming up through the strip if that makes mm-hmm. sense like out of mm-hmm. the frame anyway so I'm like this is an amazing meme and I know who's gonna love this as well because I belong to a couple of Facebook groups that okay. post memes like this all the time <coughs> you do two you in particular. Too. Mm-hmm. One is a Simpsons group called uh, Simpsons Bort Posting, and the other one is called, and you'll have to you'll have to censor me, but it's called the Sh Posting of Jazz to Come. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Here's I posted. So I posted it on these groups, and I just wrote made a meme, and I just posted these. It got a thousand likes over the weekend. Like, <laughs> All right, like just like not viral, but just definitely hit struck a nerve with these well, for images n- with these nerds. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. I mean? you know what I mean. These these communities. <laughs> you planted the seeds of a meme. That's for certain. Yeah. In fact, one got one. My favorite comment w- was, "You made m- much more than a meme here." <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" High <laughs> praise. <laughs> yeah, but what, I think the the perhaps what made it work was. That if you are familiar with Annette Coleman and you're familiar with The Simpsons, you can kind of hear it, yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You can hear you almost the Simpsons. wonder
3: if like that was an inspiration for the for the like I, yeah, I, I've been sitting here wondering, like, I wonder if that had anything to do with like because yeah. she's modeled after like these, you know, yes, and she's visionaries.
1: Like, she's like you know, supposed to be very intellectual and like right, right. you know, and so she of course she likes free jazz,
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> you she, know?
1: yeah. She's kind of like this pseudo hippie, but not a hippie. I don't know. It's What's the right word?
3: She's like the, I mean, early on, I think she's like the archetype, like brilliant daughter that nobody pays attention to while yes. the idiot son gets all the attention. I think right. that's like You the, nailed it. You just did like it. Yeah.
1: So in any case, I asked- our uh, Jay, our co-host. <laughs> okay. What to, did you do? to 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 model went up a little Kaz, dirty clip. Went from Kaz. Yeah, to I know. I, and everybody, you know, <laughs> I, I need a, I need help with this stuff. But man, I got to tell you, I, I'm I'm very grateful. Um, and look, I'm not. It's not like I'm out here like making any money. I'm just trying to provide something <laughs> no, just, fun for the just people. Spreading the meme. Just spreading the meme. Want more
3: than a meme, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so yeah. here,
1: let's see, let's see. I asked Jay to put together a quick little dirty edit of what the meme sounds like. Can we play that? We we can. Alright. We can.
0: You can see the whole thing in your mind.
3: Uh huh. She is in the car. Or no, no, in the grocery store.
1: There, there she goes, and now she—it works. Yep, there it is. Point it out, brilliant. But <laughs> so that's the idea. Anyway, I had a lot of fun making that. Jay obviously had a lot of fun making the clip. Yeah, Kaz had no. a lot of fun helping me <laughs> with the, the meme. But it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's fun. I love memes. I love meme culture. I always have since the last decade. They can't. They tickle you. They tickle me, but they also kind of. There's certain. It, I've found that there's kind of an art form to it. Sure there can you be gotta, a poignancy
3: in the in the, yeah. In the
1: yeah more th- the, I guess some people really get off on like tweets you know and kind of the limits of the tweet and, and like how you can really construct something that says a lot with a lot of yeah. sure, words. Sure. A meme can say a lot. I've found. like a meme I can like so destroy it. someone's entire career if you like you know frame it right. <laughs> You know yeah. I mean? Not that's that I'm trying to destroy yeah, anyone's yeah, okay, career. Yeah. I, right, right. I Sorry, when I, when I said that, I, I was thinking about this one that's like four images of The Rock, uh-huh. and they all look the same. And They're all from yeah, different. And it's movies. like it's like this. <laughs> they're from four different movies. It's like yeah. the same picture exactly. And you're like, all right, well, that's uh, that, you know, that's what I mean. It's like I'm not yeah. trying to destroy exactly. anyone's career. I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> no, that. No, like no, that. No, I think no, everybody's yeah. safe here. Yeah, yeah, and I think the Rock's doing fine. I think the Rock, Mr. Johnson's just fine. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Mr. Johnson, but it was pretty funny. Um. yeah you know he gives you
0: he gives you four versions of the mean rock look yeah. <laughs> <place>. yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> exactly well so anyway there you have it hopefully we learn I, I didn't really get too much into detail into Ornette Coleman but uh, if you've never listened to him I really think you should especially if you like jazz and you're brave and you know in that sense that you don't mind a little bit of uh, a lot of dissonance because if you can hang with it, I think that there's definitely a lot of beauty in there. And, uh, I know I'm not alone in feeling that way. Um, just no doubt pure expression. Yeah. Um, and, uh, kind of a genius. This guy ended up winning the Pulitzer prize, um, for his album. I
0: didn't know that. That's really great.
1: Yeah. Oh, something crap. that, uh, something that Stephen Col- Colbert, mocked. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but was anyway, that like old Colbert though? <clears throat> It was the Colbert rapport. Yeah. Okay, that that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> that it, 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 it was in 2007. He won it, uh, uh, the Pulitzer Prize for music, only the second jazz musician to win it. Um, wow! Yeah, it was the first? That uh, that's uh, unbeknownst to me right now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we I thought Goodman. you read the Wikipedia. <laughs> I doubt it was Benny Goodman. But it kind I of know didn't. it was. <laughs> <been announced. laughs> yeah. So no, that's great. I always try to put a little bit of. Like I said, a
0: little bit of atonal music on mm-hmm. once a day, not to irritate always, but just just to put it in the kids' ears. Yeah, and and it's, like this
1: kind of music is okay to listen to. Yeah, and it's a palate cleanser sometimes. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? It's like gets a, gets you away from the same like auto tune. You know who it stuff. is?
3: You know who the first Pulitzer? For yeah, yeah, is? yeah. I was about to say. I, uh, I found uh, it. Yeah, go ahead, okay, go, go yeah. ahead. No, you Wait, got it. Yeah. yeah,
1: of course it is. Yeah. 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 Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Of course it is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Winton w- 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 was like, "Sorry, <laughs> 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 w- There's another meme, man. Yeah. Here yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Winton was just like, "Hold my drink." <laughs> yeah, mm.
0: that's hilarious. Um, but,
1: I just thought that would be funny if that was true.
0: It, it is
3: <laughs> funny because yeah, it, it is true. Yeah.
1: But but here's the thing. What it's, a, it's <laughs> what? I'll tell you what it says. <laughs> it says that <laughs> Winton won the Pulitzer Prize for music in 1997, but it's an oratorio on slavery. So he's like the first jazz musician to win the Pulitzer Prize for music, but it wasn't a jazz album, according to Wikipedia. Oh, okay. I've never heard it. Yeah, it's. I think it's more of a. Like spoken know, word over yeah, jazz yes, kind of a thing? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, in any case, okay. but there you have it Ornette Coleman, rest in peace. Uh, you know, your music lives on. And, and our and, new
0: our new meme lord, yes, Greg Coleman. Yes, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, I hope maybe I'll have. Thank you. Maybe I'll have another uh, another meme with Ornette, but I doubt it. I I don't think I'll ever top that one. So there <laughs> you have it, M-
3: Mr. Coleman. You were part of Greg's masterpiece. That's, yes. <laughs> yeah. so
1: that that was really his true calling. <laughs> exactly. Be part of a meme. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, All right. So who's okay. up next? Uh, that Rome. would be
0: me, sir. All right, Jay, you're up, and uh, let's do some more palate cleansing. If we don't mind, Okay sure. Uh, I got some. I got some jazz on the way for you. My palette is Ooh. dirty. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So Nasty after palette. the kids left, after I played some Morganette Coleman, then I uh, settled things down and got in my groove, and uh, played a little bit of Sonny Clark. Mm. Is a classic track. This is a good one. It's called Cool Strutting.
3: Cool Strutting. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Gotta love a blues some like stuff, that. Good stuff, huh? Yeah, man. Right? Heck yeah.
0: That's awesome. Like I said, that's Sonny Clark, and that is recorded in 1958 by one Mr. Rudy Van Gelder. Oh, yeah.
1: The legend. Rudy Van Gelder. Okay.
0: Now, Nick, I know you know this name. Greg, I assume you know this name. Yeah,
1: definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Rudy, um, RVG, as some people know him, I, I mean, he's probably the most famous jazz recording engineer out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what he does you've probably at least seen his name um because he was associated with all of the like literally all of the classic blue note jazz records from like the mid 1950s through the 60s into the 70s and blue note loved his sound so much they only used rudy van gelder and they put his name sometimes on the cover
3: yeah to the point where it was almost it almost seemed like it was like a sub wouldn't they put just put Van Gelder sometimes?
0: Or yeah, it- or just yeah, and in the runout on the actual wax, you'd see yeah. RVG, yeah, written in there. Man, kind of a stamp of approval. This guy's a, a fascinating guy. Nick, you and I learned about him, or at least I learned about him mm-hmm. in uh, recording class. Yeah, um, our uh, recording professor, Doctor Cherry, who we talked yep. about a couple times, mm-hmm. um, was an acolyte of of Mister Van Gelder, and at the time, I you know I knew enough about jazz, but I didn't really know anything too much about jazz recording or who the luminaries were in that space. And he was the biggest name. He's a fascinating guy. If, again, if you never heard of him, uh, you know, his kind of his discography kind of speaks for itself. Here are some of the albums that he recorded himself. Um, Blue Train, John Coltrane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever heard Something else. Of it? Yeah. 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 know yeah. Yeah, these are these are digging deep in the in the <laughs> crate. Uh, Something Else by Cannonball Adderley. Oh, that's with cool. Miles Davis. Yeah. Uh, a love supreme. Don't know if you've heard of that one before.
3: Give me another one.
0: <laughs> Herbie Hancock, Maiden Voyage. Oh wow. No bigs. Speak no evil. Wayne oh, Shorter. God, seriously. Come on. Damn. I mean, these are like literally some of the <clears throat> biggest albums in jazz. Yeah. And Rudy had his name all over him. This guy's a fascinating guy. He he was born in 1924 in Passaic, New Jersey, and the guy li- loved audio and technology. From very young age, but he actually studied um, optometry.
3: Optometry.
0: And, yes. Yeah. Hmm, okay. And was he actually started his own practice? He, so, in the early period of him recording, he was actually he had his own optometrist practice during the day, and then he would record these albums at night. It's kind of like right? an
3: inversion of like a Superman thing, you know. <laughs> maybe making glasses by day i mean <laughs> jazz engineer superhero at night
1: yeah yeah he's, make, he's, make, he's making stretching. he's making <laughs> eyeglasses by day and then at, at night being like okay uh john coltrane let's do another take yeah, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> you <know>? right exactly <laughs> this guy is incredible because he started recording basically again he didn't go to school for it he just learned it himself and by buying the best stinking equipment he could get his hands on Oh wow. because he was an optometrist mm-hmm. and his parents apparently were filthy rich right? they must have been
2: <laughs>
0: he Boy, got the, the glasses for paying well or something <laughs> like straight out of the gate and um you know we all know having the greatest technology does not guarantee success but it's a it's a it's a nice step up in uh the early 1950s he was so into this his parents were going to build a new house a new brand new house in New Jersey, in Hackensack. Mm-hmm. He was so into this, and he was able to convince his parents at the time that the living room of this house should double as a live recording studio. Wow, mm. he's got some hip parents. Brilliant. he, he got incredibly supportive parents. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'll say. So they actually built Only this child? house.
0: <laughs> Only child, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> built this be. house. that like, yeah, The bedrooms is. are on the right side. The kitchen and dining room are on the left side. The entrance is in the middle, and it enters. It goes into a living room slash recording studio, and it was built with twelve foot high ceilings mm-hmm. to basically Rudy's specifications as yeah. a young young man. This is a famous house. Super it's extremely famous. famous house. It's yeah. actually on the His- National Historic Register now. Yeah, yeah. No, bigs. because this. uh this house ended up being the place where all of these albums that I've talked about, right, with the exception of Maiden Voyage, that was a little bit later, they all recorded there. Yeah, in this living room of his parents' house, while his mom was making dinner. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah. incredible. This spaghetti's delicious, Mrs. Gilda. <laughs> 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 you got guys like Miles Davis, John yeah, Coltrane, know, yeah, yeah. Cannibal, literally, like just showing up. Yeah. Yeah. B- waiting for. Yeah, for pasta from, uh-huh. from Mrs. Van Gelder. Yeah. yeah, and to talk
3: about the news with Mr. Van Gelder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was so successful. He re- Like I said, he recorded for Blue Note, but he also recorded for Prestige. He also recorded for Savoy mm. and a bunch of other record labels. He was so busy during the 1950s that he actually dedicated one day for each record label. So like Tuesday wow. was Blue Note Day. Wednesday was Prestige Day. Oh, I see. Day. Like one weekday? Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, nice. <sighs> Jeez, oh, Pete. So, yeah, it's just incredible. Uh, eventually, by 1960, he had made enough money and, you know, had grown up that maybe we should stop recording in my parents' house. And he ended up buying and building a recording studio in Inglewood Cliffs, which mm-hmm. is equally as famous and mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. But for now, let's, let's just focus. Let's play a little bit. of Let's play some music that was recorded in this house. Okay. Yeah. His parents' house. His, his parents. parents' living room. Living room. Right. <laughs> Listen for the tea kettle. And if you look on the cover of albums like Blue Train, mm-hmm. you see John Coltrane there with his sax, looking very pensive, looking very awesome. Mm-hmm. That's in the living room of Rudy right. Van Gelder's house. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's... His dad's sleeping in the bedroom
1: right next yeah. door. Yeah. Right. You guys keep Shut it down up, in there. Guys. Shut up. <laughs> I gotta be so. at work at eight. Hey. Hey, it's enough with
0: the sax playing. Come on. <laughs> Do you have to play the full trap set. Where are the brushes? <laughs> brushes? Go get your what brushes.
1: Up <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Jersey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> hey yeah, well, Herbie, uh, that was an interesting choice on the second chorus there. Oh. Really, you want to go there, huh? Okay, good. okay. okay well, it. it's not as good as your no, first you. One. It's not, not, <laughs> not me. Not my, not my
2: recording. Not my recording.
0: Hey, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, sorry. sorry. So, I got a couple. I got a couple clips that kind of highlight the different aspects of Rudy Van Gelder's specific sound. And it's kind of hard to describe because they are, to a jazz layman, it's just kind of what jazz sounds like. It's just kind of like what. Classic mm-hmm. jazz sounds like. Totally. But I'm going to do my best to try to highlight some different aspects of what Rudy Van Gelder brought to jazz recording. And the first thing I want to talk about is close is close micing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the whole deal with this is, you know, up and through the 1950s, before Rudy hit the scene, and he's not the only one, but he was kind of the big proponent of this. The whole idea was put one really good mic, maybe two, in the middle of the room, get your players arranged around said mic in a way that was pleasing orally mm-hmm. and then have them go and you get kind of the sound of the room and hopefully if you get the balance right you get the balance right if it's a good sound of mic and you've got good players you're usually in pretty good shape right what rudy liked to do is is enhance the intimacy of the individual instruments mm-hmm. by putting a microphone in front of each instrument Whoa, Hmm. crazy, right? (laughs) Well, then what do you do? They're all blowing everything out. What an idea. (laughs) So, all of a sudden, you have a sax that sounds like it's right in front of your face. Yeah. Instead of, Mm -hmm. so you're eliminating a lot of the room sound. Yeah. Which was a really, at the time, adventurous technique. But it's something that Rudy perfected. And, um, you know, his classic blue note recordings have very upfront horns. Oh, it's can hear crystal everything.
3: clear. I mean, it's such a clear distinction between like, it's such a superior sound, but it took thinking of that, of doing that to, it had, somebody
0: had to do it first. It just happened right. the way you did it. It's, it's right, crazy. exactly. And it should also be said that this is also before like the advent of multi-track recording. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is, one it, it does, if if you're new to recording, this might sound like a, a a weird distinction. At the time, you could have as many mics as you wanted to. They're mm-hmm. all going into a mixing board, but they're not going into individual tracks on the tape. It's getting right? mixed one time. There, you get one shot to get the levels right,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it's going down to tape. And the outcome. So is you could, one mix of all of it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you couldn't go back. There's no overdubs. It's all live. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So no cleaning up in post. So this mm. is an example of a good example of the close miking techniques. This is a uh, recording from Art Farmer in 1954. Again, recorded in Rudy Van Gelder's parents' living room. Right. Uh, this one's called A Night at Tony's.
2: Awesome.
0: And my show's on. Mm. I'm trying to watch. believe in the Beaver.
1: Which one of you guys left this these plates over here? Ah, shit. you're recording. I'm sorry, Rudy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have Herbie clean them up
0: <laughs> so again, you can hear how up front those horns yeah. are. The pianos and the drums are way back, but it's all mm-hmm. recorded in this very small room. Mm-hmm. That's the advantage of close miking. But at the again, at the time, that was like, oh no, you don't do that. No, 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 you got to hear the room, you got to hear mm-hmm. the ambiance, all that stuff. So, right. Speaking of ambiance, the other thing that Rudy did which was not particularly new at the time, but new for jazz recording, is he liked to add ambiance by adding electronic or fake reverb. Really? Yeah. And sometimes he was a little bit heavy handed at it. And you hear yeah. this a lot of times in like recordings from the 1950s, like people mm-hmm. just discovering, oh, I can add mm-hmm. reverb. Let's yeah. add all the reverb. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's very
1: addictive. <laughs> exactly.
0: So Rudy could be guilty of that too. But at the time, that was kind of unheard of in jazz. Jazz has always been kind of a purist's sport, and you don't add anything to it unless you absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. But um, Rudy bought these. A lot of the information I got was from this great website called uh, rvglegacy.org. And if you're at all interested in this, I definitely recommend you take a deep dive on that. That's where I got a lot of this information. But he bought... One of the like the the four like serial number forty four, um of this electronic reverb unit that was made in Germany and had it shipped over, and he had it like have it sent over on a U.S. Army boat. It was crazy, and the whole thing cost like in twenty twenty three dollars. It was like sixty thousand dollars for this reverb. Wow. Unit. And this
3: was like old reverb, right? This is like old plate reverb.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It was like literally a big metal box. That they was they like a mic on one side and something yeah. that excited it on the other side, right? And like to make reverb. Yeah. So he used the crap out of it. Now, this is a good example of that. This is a Hank Mobley tune from 1960. Mm. One of the last tunes that was recorded in Rudy Van Gelder's original studio. This one's called Remember. And see if you can listen for the uh, fake reverb on this. <laughs>
3: like um that's i mean it's it's too upbeat but like that the sax sound it mm-hmm. was like it's like the film noir almost uh yeah like yeah. solo sax it was like that, mm-hmm. that like rudy van Gelder plate yeah. reverb on a sax that's interesting yep. Yep. that's cool
0: so the last thing um i want to touch on in the rudy van Gelder sound and this is probably the the biggest one in, okay. in addition to close miking, is the is his piano sound and again this comes from Having a piano next to a drum set mm-hmm. in a living room that he recorded all this stuff to. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to get the best sound he could from the piano and he wanted to use close miking. He didn't want to just have one room mic. So he developed this technique of close miking pianos, stereo mics, close miking a piano, putting them right near the strings, which was, again, unheard of at the time. A lot of people do this now. And there's much higher quality mics that are available now that are able to do this and replicate it a lot more cleanly. But it kind of became a signature Rudy Van Gelder sound. This kind of, as you would expect, a boxy piano sound. It sounds like you're inside the piano. Mm-hmm. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But it is definitely a Rudy Van Gelder characteristic jazz sound. So I wanted to play this last this last clip. This is a, a Sonny Clark again. Okay. This is a, a song called Bebop. I mean, just check out the piano sound. This is classic Rudy Van Gelder piano sound. It is boxy as it comes, but for whatever reason, it works. And it worked. It worked for Rudy Van Gelder because he had to make it work. But I think he was able to finesse it enough that it kind of became a standard. So anyway, check this out. All right. it's here. <laughs> Like it's very mid-rangey, very yeah. boxy. That's that's yeah. a grand uh, or a baby grand piano. Yeah, it doesn't it, sound really good.
3: But it gives it this like limited range that it's it's like its own pocket. Yeah, and he's really thinking outside the box, like find like carving out like places in the spectrum for the instrument and stuff like well, that. Like, what a visionary! Yeah, and that's yeah.
1: I mean that's what mixing and engineering is all about, right? I mean it's like
3: I know, but but he didn't have all the tools that we have now. Like it's, no, not, it, wasn't of as easy then.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But yeah. No, and, and yeah, and you're right, yeah. So he's thinking outside the box and or inside the box, inside the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, sort of trying stuff that and and yeah, finding what works. Because again, yeah, you're so you're so limited. I mean, Jay, you brought up another guy. Uh, I forget when, but on the pod at some point we talked about Tom Dowd. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a contemporary, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? I came a little later, actually.
0: It came a little bit later, but they thought the same way, right? They're Two of my favorite engineers of all time, right? Because they think the same way. And Tom Dowd I love was actually a favorite engineers.
1: He, yeah, he was on <laughs> a, a, a bunch of those uh, Ornette Coleman dates.
0: That's true. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. There's an amazing like, story uh, okay. in that documentary about Tom Dowd, where he's like, they noticed they were going to run out of tape, right? Like during a session, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Tom, we're going to run out of tape." He's like, "Oh yeah, I know. Don't worry." Like casually, like meanwhile, like they're in the band, they're in the room cooking, and like, what a disaster. If they run out of tape, you know, mm-hmm. and apparently he just kind of like calmly went over there and did some kind of trick to just, you know, I'm sure you guys would just understand it better. Just than he
0: pulled up, up another yeah. tape machine and spliced it together
1: like on the fly. On on the fly. Yeah, on the fly. Like, and like very casually, like the witnesses were like, it, he wasn't stressed at all. It wasn't like, oh my God, we're running out of tape. Because these guys were going on for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Right. right. And, you know, so in any case. Yeah, there you go. But it's uh, cool. it, it's, so. it's, it's, it's quite an art form the engineer is so crucial to recorded music. Yeah. And live music.
0: I think so. I think so. It's always been something that fascinates me and guys that really have a love for the craft and a love for what they're doing and a love for the music have always appealed to me. So,
3: And like there were, we're visionaries in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool. Thanks for
1: sharing and, that. You know, and they were kind of like the conduit between the technology and the musician.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> mean,
0: that's uh, the reason... He wasn't successful because Blue Note kept feeding artists to him. He was successful because artists liked the sound of the records. Because he And liked their coming sound. to record yeah. at that place, you know, yeah. and, and created a good environment for them and made them sound good. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the whole, like you said, it's a conduit
1: for getting their art out. Right. And, uh, you know, since Quite a lot on. of those guys were in New York, Jersey ain't so bad. That's
0: not too bad. Sack, you yeah, know, he... just a... Uh,
3: you oh,
1: take the Holland Tunnel.
3: Yeah, it took the ferry.
1: <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you take the Holland Tunnel. You come down. oh jeez. All right, all right, come on, come on. <laughs> Try, I'm trying. It's a hard. That's a hard one. It is hard. I, I'll die happy. All right, Mr.
0: Klein, time. wrap us up, buddy. Okay, I won't.
3: I won't take too long. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, I started a new day. And last week was a very, very busy week. Uh, so I'm gonna do. A news with Nick.
1: Hey, Ooh, I love yeah. it. Yeah,
3: and this would be perfect if I had a theme song, but I don't have a theme song. I we'll come it up with one. Don't news worry. With got, yeah. news, with with Nick. Nick.
1: news with Nick. News with
3: Nick. News with Nick. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So first off, did you guys hear that Rihanna's pregnant?
1: Uh, maybe. Maybe heard of all a meme one. or two.
3: Okay, I didn't. Know. I was making sure. All right, so you saw that one. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> this one. This one was funny. This one was funny. First of all, can you finish this
1: phrase? mean like
3: yeah what is that called
1: oh that i don't know
3: Mm.
0: no idea what that's called
3: okay all right well then you guys are you guys are millennials apparently (laughs) i thought we all knew this no okay the only reason the only reason i know no no
0: wait 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 give me a second it's like steak and a handshake two bits
3: you're clo- you're thinking in the right right way. Is, <laughs> the only reason I know this is who framed Roger Rabbit. Oh. It, it's, oh. it's, he gets addicted like he can't like toons cannot resist shaving a haircut.
0: Shaving a haircut, that's it. Yeah, shaving a haircut.
3: A two bits. <laughs> so apparently there shave was a, a uh,
0: two bits.
3: There's there some either TikToker or Instagrammer or Reels person, I don't freaking know. Um so this but he's young some young guy who was watching a TV show and had the captions on, and but he had the audio on too. And somebody did the knock, and the caption said Shave and a haircut knock," and it blew this guy's mind that this thing had a name. <laughs> and apparently, this this is like it. it really it grabbed me because I was like, you know what? What a, do you need to have heard it to know like da 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 da, da ends da da like. Does that require that you've heard it before? Is this all because it's also at the end of like a million songs as like a joke? Yeah.
0: Hmm. I I think that's in western culture. I think that's pretty ingrained. Right? I bet if I said that to to Ben tomorrow when he wakes up, if I just sang da 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 da, he would probably sing
3: da da. Is hmm. that because he's heard it? Or is yeah. that because that's how you resolve the
0: key? No, it's because he's heard it. It's all cultural. It. Yeah. Okay, it's cultural. Yeah. But it's right. ubiquitous in western culture. No okay. doubt. Okay, cool. But no, it's uh, not like anything that's like intrinsic to the nature of man. No, but I mean, if you've know. you listened to
3: Western music, like that's how we, that's how chords are resolved and that's, yes. it's, yeah, okay,
1: maybe. Oh, Greg disagrees? there's other ways to resolve it, you know. I'm
3: not saying no, this. Yes, yeah, of yeah, course yeah. there are. There were, yeah, no no, no doubt. I, but it is like a, the we simplest a new, version. We
1: need a new Ornette Coleman Yeah, sound Right. Yeah, What you, you, you know, why does music even need to resolve, man? Come on. Yeah, right. Just, just think outside saying, the I box. Th- I think the
3: problem is we're coming to too many
1: resolutions. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh,
3: so, funny. so, I, so that 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 I think that popped up back in 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 January, and uh, yeah, so I thought that was funny because I was like, I, I didn't, I didn't think, I thought everybody, but again, because of the Who framed Roger Rabbit, I think, uh, because that's used to like get the. The cartoon to like come out from this hiding spot, he just starts knocking doot, 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 doot. until Roger Rabbit can't handle it anymore, busts through the right wall. On. It's a great scene. Um, all right, two more. Apparently, we've got a John Lennon and Yoko Ono documentary coming out. Uh, mm. did you guys know that in the 19... I think it was 1972, they actually sat in for Mike Douglas for a whole week of the Mike
0: Douglas show? So, I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple uh, YouTube clips from that, okay, but I can't say that I knew that they sat in for an entire week. I, I, yeah,
3: apparently, the, yep. Really apparently, cool. sat for for a whole week. There's there's a documentary coming out. I think they're looking for a distributor right now called Daytime Revolution, hmm. and it includes uh, like follow up interviews with the people that were on that week. Um, one of which was Ralph Nader, uh, <laughs> and and uh, com- comedian George Carlin. Right. Uh, I think back. That's back the one the I've seen. And uh, there's also archival footage from Black Panther, Bobby Seale, who's a pretty big name, I think, at at that time. Um, Yeah, so documentary's coming out. That that seemed like it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that will be very cool.
3: And then last one, Wilco has announced that they are releasing an alternate version of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Oh. What? So that's how this is written. Hold on, hold
0: on. That hold was on. supposed to be boo. No, that was supposed to be... That was supposed oh, to be okay, okay <laughs> good. All right, yeah.
1: You changed your mind.
3: I am... <laughs> I, I am... I am dubious. It appears when I read... like, So, in reading about it, it does sound like uh, Jeff Tweedy has referred to this as like... No, this is like an alternate take. Uh, it's called Cross-Eyed Strangers. Mm-hmm.
0: What's the concept and behind it?
3: It's called Cross-Eyed Strangers, an alternate Yankee hotel foxtrot. Hmm.
0: Um, kind of like a... What was it? okay, computer B?
3: So that's I mean if it was if it was that, if they were like taking and twisting it, that would be that would be cool when i when i when I looked it up, when I did a search and went to like the label site for the album, it looks like it's the same track listing and it looks like it's live recordings of those tracks. So if this is just like a live release uh, if this okay. is just like a live release of like a Yankee hotel Foxtrot, I would say, you know I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. Because it's called Cross-Eyed Strangers, an alternate take, or an alternate uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Like, well done, Jeff Tweedy. But if it's just a live <laughs> version of this album, shame on you, Jeff Tweedy.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting to see. I think they're just getting greedy. They're trying to go for more Grammys.
3: I, you know, it, it's, I, it's, I'm glad they got the recognition. But it is, it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to see Jeff T D turn into a, a total whore. Yeah, it's, it's hard. To see. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> just tweet, tweet. You can say a lot of things about him, but he's, <laughs> no, no. he's definitely not a, a, total a product I'm whore.
3: Saying. No, no, I know. not at all. <laughs> not in the least. No, so um, either way, even if it is just live takes of those, of those songs, I'm still super excited. Um, but if it's not, if it is actually alternate takes of those songs, that would be freaking cool. I would
1: love that. Totally. Yeah. No doubt. That's all I hey, got. Hey Nick, what, what, no song. Did I not play a song? You did not play a song. You want to end with a song? We could end, with, end with a song. We could, yeah. Let's, yeah, end, with let's song. end with a song. I,
3: I apologize. I, I was excited. I was ready to go.
1: Yeah. No worries. I <laughs> <got> <laughs> just, I got, a, I,
3: I got a song for you. Of I got a you song did. for you. There's a new single that just dropped from Mark Juliana. I don't think it's on Colorfield Records, um, who our buddy Gabe released the Randy Pastor, Patterson Trio on. But uh, he's got a new song called Mischief, and it's. It's nine minutes long. It takes all sorts of cool journeys. Uh, he's the drummer, so that's why I like it. Um, but it, it's a, it's a really cool song. And uh, why don't we why don't we go out on this one or play it and then we come back? I don't know. What are we doing?
1: Um, what do you think, Jay?
0: Say so play it and then come back. And okay. We'll mm-hmm. we'll give our uh, flavorful opinions and then okay. sign okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I do want to. I, I do want to get a, a retort. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> we can't just let this play and no, not right. have our I mean, Mark, witty I opinions. margioliana is agreed. Uh, yeah. Agreed. This is the drummer on Black Star.
3: Yeah. That's right.
1: It's, it's hot stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, I really good close miking on the saxophone there.
3: Yeah, even mm-hmm. the, even the bass too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the clicks of the strings. <laughs> oh it's yeah! Beautiful. I hear they rented out Rudy Van Gelder's parents' old house. They're yeah. in the attic. Yeah.
3: <laughs> God, these people
0: won't leave us alone. I know.
3: <laughs> Five We're minutes. To we family feud down Rudy, here. Tell your friends they gotta <laughs> go.
1: <laughs>
0: he passed away 17 <laughs> years ago. So mad with you. Leave us alone.
1: What's <laughs> so mad with you coming all the way down to Jersey, huh? Come, Come on, I gotta slap you around, huh? <laughs> you
0: got, no, you got no, no studios up in New York, huh?
1: Yeah, well, they still haven't made any, huh? What oh. <laughs> right.
0: that? Anywho, yeah, this
1: has been cool. fun. This it has been sure fun. Has. It
0: sure has. All right, cool. Well, nothing else for me to say, but uh, to say that, uh, Greg, tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so, please.
1: You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. You can listen to us yeah, on reach. Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or wherever podcasts are heard. You can I'm leave a say review. Some and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. And also, oh, I, I will say that tonight we actually um, did a little bit of video, so I'm going to try to to put some video together of of this particular episode. Right. Maybe a little clip here and there. We'll see what happens.
0: Okay, bye right.
1: I'm going to try my Thanks. best. On the record, I'm excited to see that. You excited know, we're just that. We're, we're we're decent looking. I think we can make some 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 good hey. videos. You know, and uh, and you know, just put that out there as well. So uh, get that keep an eye get eye out that, for that YouTube channel sparking. That's back what up I'm saying. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having that g- going.
0: There so, so, so there you go. Well cool. some fresh videos. Good. Cool. All
1: right.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, good times, guys. Indeed. We'll see you back here next week. Huh? Don't yeah, run. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, know. you got the. Uh, you got nothing. Roadie. So. <laughs> 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 All right, boys. See you back here next week. <laughs> All see right, you later. Bro. See you guys. Peace.